Sportage Shootcast, our round 10 review. Joining me on the podcast as always, Andrew Swain from Stan Sport. Hello, Swainy. Yeah, g'day, Burjo. Sorry, I'm having a little hard hearing you, mate. My right ear is still recovering from being bashed on the weekend. Yes, uh, very boisterous in the grandstand I was. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, sitting next to me with probably a sore left ear would be uh, Mark Cashman. Hello, Casho. That's certainly the case. And as I said last week, happy rugby union. Happy Manly Marlins. Very much so. It was a pleasure uh, going to the rugby with you guys. Uh, nice that we could um, get our uh, schedules aligned and um, get out and watch some uh, some shoot shield. And we're treated to an excellent game, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, before we do, final round of Super Rugby's uh, been played and we've got some teams in the finals. Uh, how's it all shaping up this week, Swaney? Yeah, we, we do. Um, probably not as a result of the final round results, mind you. It was mm. it was not a great weekend for the Aussie teams, unfortunately. The Brumbies got the job done on uh, on Friday night against the Rebels. So yep. they yep. managed to get the, the job done. And then uh, on Saturday, gee, it was a bit of a bloodbath, wasn't it? The Reds went down to the Fijian and drew it and then had to sweat on uh, the result of the Force game later that night. Who they If the Force had won, they would have got their way into the finals. But... It wasn't to be. They got smoked by a third-string Chiefs team, mm. and then uh, and then the Waratahs went out with a whimper. They they managed to they they had sixth spot locked in anyway, but gee, it was a pretty poor performance against Moana Pacifica in Michael Hooper's last home game. So, yeah, look, probably not much to to uh, write home about when it comes to that final round of Super Rugby, but. The Tars are in there, the Brumbies are in there, and so are the Reds, uh, and so are the Fijian and Drewers. Four um, Pacific or Aussie teams, if you want to add the Fijians in our, our side of the ditch, and then four Kiwi teams. It should be a, an interesting weekend. Yeah, got to talk about the Tars. Um, Darren Coleman described the performance as shit, and um, I'd concur, Kasha. Yeah, certainly <laughs> was. They, uh, they, they showed uh, little patches of... Uh, what they can do, but it was it was just one of those nights where, well, they really stank. And as Darren said afterwards, uh, I, I didn't hear him drop the uh, the S word, but he did say embarrassing about the uh, the performance. And uh, I'd imagine the analysis this week uh, didn't ponder too much on last start. So uh, yeah, listen, finals are a different beast. So let's hope they are. I think that. Um tinkering of the back line, which she was forced into, uh, has now created more questions than answers, Swaney. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, uh, from what I understand, um, there could be a bit more tinkering this week as well with mm. that back line. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and look, they've got some injuries to, to contend with as well. So they're really limping into the into the playoffs, aren't they, the, the Waratahs? Um, yeah. You'd really hope that, you know they can they can put up a bit of a fight at Eden Park. They've played well there before. They haven't won over there mm. for a long time, but they've played pretty well there um, in the past couple of times they've been there. So yeah, um, yeah. Look, I mean, they could probably go on that as a bit of a um, a form guide, but yeah, you don't want to look at last week. No, I Ben Donaldson's copping a lot of uh, criticism, I think, from sort of the rugby circles and. Just seems to come with the territory in that fly half position, it doesn't it, Swainy, particularly at New South Wales. Oh yeah, and I do feel for the kid. He's only yeah. young. He's still only 20, 22, 23 years of age. Yeah. Um, still learning his way. He's got all this pressure on him. He's got a wallaby's cap under his belt or two. 
Um, and you know, that, that comes with pressure, doesn't it? Um, so, you know, and whether, whether he retains that Jersey this week's up to, to dispute, it could be Edmed starting, you know, Donaldson moving to a mm-hmm. different position. So, um, very interesting to, to see. Oh, you're right. It, it comes with pressure and, uh, it's a bit of a poison chalice at the moment. I, I just hope that the, he just needs a bit of confidence, doesn't he? It almost feels like he needs to go back and play club rugby at Randwick, dominate, mm. and then get another crack at that Tars 10 jersey. Yeah. It's just a, a couple of things about his game that uh, sort of like holds him up, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a penalty kick to, uh, you know, for, for, for the line out or something along those lines. It's just uh, it's just little glitches along the way which which say that he just needs more time in the saddle, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. It's interesting, though. We've been singing Carter Gordon's praises all years because he's a flashy new thing and he's got a couple of um, very adventurous uh, aspects to his game. But, you know, the Rebels have finished second last, um, played 14-1-4. He's in the hot seat. You know, he's probably going to get a crack in the Wallabies and we all hope he probably does because he, he looks like he's a very exciting player. But as Noah Lelaceo found out, Swanee, <laughs> when results don't come, you, you can be yesterday's hero pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly right. And timing is everything too, isn't it? Like oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's a couple of times, um, you know, or Carter Gordon for one this year has been at least, if nothing else, consistent. Like yep. He's been quite good yep. in every game. Not not that the Rebels have been, but he yeah. has. Yeah, great. Quite well. Uh, I feel like that's where the rest of the the um, the the fly halves in Australian rugby at the moment. No, not actually. No one else has been consistent too this year when he's had the chance. Yep, uh, playing for the Brumbies in a really good team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's timing, and you know Noah also has had bad timing when it comes to you know taking that that fly half jersey. He's had to step in for a few Bledisloes when other guys have had the jersey previous to him, and yeah, um, you know that's that's a hard one. That's sort of being thrown to the wolves, isn't it? So yeah, I feel like. Um, yeah, Ben Donaldson, just more time in the chair, exactly right. It was a bit of a um, flat farewell for Hooper, but um, he was all smiles after the match. I think he was probably the most upbeat person in the whole stadium. I th- he's been there, done it, looked like he had a bit more, well, no, I wouldn't say relief, but um, was ready to close a chapter on his career uh, at home in Sydney, wasn't he, Kasia? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And uh, you know, as we've discussed here, uh, He's very unsure about uh, what's going to happen uh, after the Rugby World Cup at the, at the, at the end of this year. But, uh, yeah, listen, be, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'd be welcome at pre-season training down at Curl Park. I'd imagine Burjo, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, we've, we've been to this uh, discussion before and uh, I don't like our chances, but I'm sure whatever he wants to do, whether it's talk of potentially uh, some Olympics exposure in the Sevens program would be interesting, but... Um, you know, I, I think there's a plethora of options for him uh, post-rugby. May might even find himself a CEO of Australian rugby like a former breakaway has uh, this week, Swaney. Yeah, yeah. I was just listening to the press conference for that earlier, actually, and congratulations to Phil War, who's, you know, been a great servant for Australian rugby and will continue to do that now. Yeah. Um, bit of pressure in that new role too, to be honest. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Obviously, McLennan's a different sort of a chair that we've seen previously with a bit more, uh, what do you say, commercial license uh, and certainly makes a lot of the bigger calls. But um, I think Phil War uh, 
went to the usual um, play off the bat, you'd have to say, and talking about connection between the grassroots and the professional, how do you bridge the gap? Um, you know, it's it's pretty stock stand stuff we've heard from previous CEOs, but it's uh, I'm sure Phil, you know, he's he's has been involved uh, in sort of uh, grassroots as well as a professional arm. So, you know, we we can't really cast any judgment for at least another uh, six, twelve, eighteen months, can we, Kasha? No, probably not at this stage. But um, you know, there was mention of the golden decade that we have got coming up. So uh, yeah. Listen, that uh, that opportunity and uh, you know that that task that he has to deliver that and deliver it well because yeah. it's a critical time for the game here in Australia. You know, when when you consider you've you've got your you know your state of origin series playing out at the moment. You know, AFL. You know, very strong in Queensland and uh, New South Wales, and you know, pretty much uh, all, all all over the country. It's uh, you know we've uh, we've we've got to make our mark, don't we? Yeah, we do, most certainly do. And I think uh, maximising the Lions Tour, maximising the World Cup, getting as much money in the till and um, protecting that's probably going to be uh, critical, I think, for uh, setting up the future of, uh, of Australian rugby. Um, certainly learning some lessons from 2003 there. But um, let's talk about the Round 10 action in the Shoot Shield. Uh, really, good, um, really good smorgasbord of games, you'd have to say. I guess we've got to start at Chatswood Oval, where uh, I was joined by my illustrious co-hosts in Swaney and Casho, and um, we uh, got to see a top-of-the-table clash, and uh, has to be said, the Marlins really turned up and um, sort of flipped the script a bit. Marlins um, 46, Gordon 5. Now, I usually take it away on the Marlins, but I might, might leave it with you guys. What were your observations there, Swaney? Yeah, well, I mean, firstly, they got off to a flyer, didn't they? They yeah. really played well off uh, to the start. Um, you know, they, they, they had Gordon immediately on their heels. Um, you know, they mauled them into submission for the first try and then, um, you know, their kicking game was fantastic. Ollie Horn at the back controlled things beautifully. I thought um, Blacklock had, was man of the match, in my opinion. Yep. Just... You know, controlled the set piece really well, um, was good around the field. Um, you know, they just looked like a, you know, they didn't look, I'm trying to say it in, in diplomatic terms, but they were a 40-point better team than Gordon on the weekend, um, mm. which is what the score ended up being. And, uh, you know, Gordon didn't fire a shot, did they? They, um, they didn't have any sort of connection or, you know, flow in attack or anything like that. Um, you know, it was just a, a comprehensive beatdown from the Marlins, and tell you what, the the manly boom boom rang out pretty loud in the uh, in the sheds afterwards too. Yeah. Well, and boys, the thing that impressed me about that manly side, you know, they've they've been critic, they've been criticised in 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 some circles for drifting in and out of games, but that certainly wasn't the case. Chatswood Oval, they're absolutely relentless. Uh, you know, sometimes. And Berger, you could probably talk to this after I've finished, but uh, you know sometimes they get the half uh, half time and drift out of a game, let uh, let other teams back in. But that certainly wasn't the case. You know they uh, they had a simple game plan. 
well executed and led by Hunter Ward. Uh, Zach Barnabas, I thought, uh, did very well. Apparently, he's brought to you by Birchland Property Services, apparently. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, they, they were absolutely relentless. Their line out worked well. They scrum well. Uh, the backs uh, did what the backs had to do. And, uh, you know, try, tries came relentlessly. Yeah, I reckon you got two teams maybe at the opposite end of the spectrum. Now, some Gordon fans will raise an eyebrow because they were coming in with four games on the trot, but I think they'd come through some really big games. Um, they were out with their two dominant halves in Goddard and McGregor. is probably the best halves pairing in the competition um, and a couple of other injuries. Um, so sort of planning that seed. We're on the other end of the spectrum. Manly were fresh. They'd rotated against South. They wanted to make a statement against Gordon. I know that for a fact. And um, they made a huge statement. And you're right. They played for the full 80 minutes for probably the first time this year. They've been excellent in parts this year, but probably haven't put together a full 80-minute performance. And, uh, yeah, it was terrific to see. Um, the club had a really good day again, won ones, twos, threes, and drew fours, I think. So Manly actually eclipsed Gordon on the club champs. So really firing well at the Village Green. I, I don't think Gordon will be too upset. Um, obviously, after the game, they will be, and it was a bit of a tough day. But, um, you know, as I showed last year, if you're there or thereabouts, they'll, they'll just want to get healthy and um, get into the back end of the year. And, um hopefully hit the finals with a, with a clean bill of health there, Swanee, because, you know, if they do get players like their halves, which will come back, if they do get Vailano, they do get players like Joey Walton, I still think they're probably on paper one of, if not team to beat. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, that's that's a blip, totally a blip on their season. Um, I mean, the other thing from the weekend was that kind of reflected in the score was the fact that Gordon... You know, they had three yellow cards, I think it was, wasn't it? They, yeah, they, yeah. They had 30 minutes to – they had time on the field when there was only 13 men yeah. um, at one point. Um, so, yeah, yeah they, they sort out their discipline, get a few players back. You know, I would, it's nothing to panic about from Gordon. It was just a nope. really hungry, uh, desperate, but quite brilliant performance from the Marlins, really. And one of the questions you've got to ask is also uh, Gordon played uh, Hunter Wildfires, the probably the the biggest team in the competition, and you, you've got to uh, you've got to ask what sort of toll that that took on uh, on 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 on, 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 on the Gordon side. So uh, yeah, we'll see how that pans out in uh, in coming rounds. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, Casho. You know, as I said, they had some some big weeks and. Um, Manly getting him at the tail end of that run uh, was um, was probably opportune. And um, now they uh, have the bye and head back into Sydney Uni. So the challenges keep coming for the Marlins, but certainly have um, maybe pushed them into the discussion uh, amongst the heavyweights now, Swaney? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely on that performance. And, you know, the fact that they're equal top of the table now. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's – it's a pretty tight top of the table, but – yeah. They're definitely um, they're definitely flexing their muscle now. They looked like if they play like that every week, um, they're going to beat a lot of teams. There appears to be a, a fair amount of depth there too. So uh, mm. you know, even even the guys that came on are uh, becoming very comfortable in uh, in winning shoot shield teams, aren't they? Well, it's the first time I've seen in a long time that um, the club's playing a very distinctive style, and uh, guys. You know, as you could see, they made a lot of changes with about 25 minutes to go and actually pushed on with the performance, which was pleasing.
definitely, definitely. Barnabas was good. Uh, Blacklock was good, as I said. And um, I, I reckon I'm, I'm probably the only one who's going to be invited back to Chatswood Oval because Casho was capping around in his northern suburbs j- jumper and Burjo was yelling the house down. So there you yeah. go. I was carrying on like an obnoxious, belligerent ex-president with uh, a few other people telling me to pipe down. And, um, you know, look, that's what it's for. This is the outlet and the stresses of life that we need to get out of our system. Drinking that um, East Coast lager at the rate of knots um, in the grounds, I got a bit excited. I didn't have the children with me. I had a lift home. And, yeah, um, yeah, just just two hours of absolute ecstasy for a Marlins fan. So thoroughly enjoyed my day. Anyway, talking about that for too long, um, let's talk about the game. Talking of heavyweights, Eastwood taking on Uni. Uni have come away with a win. Big win, Uni 38, Eastwood 19 at TG Milner, which means that University pick up the road and cut the shield. Um, it was really a game that Uni were just out um, out to get them. Uh, they had the, the grip between the teeth and scored three quick tries, looked really energetic. Um, there was a red card to, to assess there, unfortunately, for a unsavoury incident, and uh, from there, Uni pretty much took control of this one, Kasia. Yeah, 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 very much so. You know, uh, a, a, a lot of, um, you know, shadow boxing early on, uh, uh, but uh, as, as you sort of said, uh, 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 Uni, Uni just ground them in, in, into, the, uh, in, in, into the ground eventually, and, uh, you know, they, uh, they got that game going where they... Uh, they played for field position, uh, kick well, uh, you know, uh, turn it back into the forwards a fair bit, and uh, you know the, the the tries came. Luke uh, Ratcliffe, I thought, uh, did sort of like quite well. Sam Bignall scored scored a try. Henry Cleaney's Ross at outside centre mm. was uh, was was doing some good things there, but it was a win that Uni really needed to uh, re- really needed to uh, get their get their season, uh, you know, in in some sort of shape. But uh, yeah, listen, they uh, they, uh, they they live to uh, get the second round going in in some sort of form. Is it too early to say uh, that the uh, the empire's back, uh, Swaney? I think so, um, yeah. but it's 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 not far away. It's a step in the right direction, isn't it? Co- correct, and and you think that you know there's a bye week this week. You've got. Um, the Waratahs playing this week and then potentially not another week, you know, mm. see how they go. And then they might get a few players back as well. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely – it's definitely a, a, a season-defining win, I reckon, for this uni team. Mm. Uh, if they start coming back now, that'll be the win that they look back on and think, yeah, that, that's where we turned a corner. I think, you know, Kennywell and Clooney's Ross in the centres are really – um, you know, carrying this team, I reckon, when it comes to their back line. Um, they, they were fantastic again. What do you there's, uh, there's a lot of talk of this game being uh, being one of the great derbies. And after what I what I saw on the weekend, I think there's uh, there's plenty of passion about uh, probably the most winning shoot shield teams over the past 15 or, or 20 years if, if you uh, count up the premiership. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, there, there, there was... There was pretty plenty of attitude in the in this one, and it, it sort of came out. It was a it was a good watch, actually. I don't think any team yet has strung together more than four wins on the trot. That sound about yeah, right? Yeah, I just that checked it. Hunter, right. 
Hunter lost one after three. Then I think that it went four in a row. Then had a loss. Gordon were on four. Eastwood, I think, were on four. Manly are now on four. But it just seems to be when you really need a win, when a competition's this tight, you're you know a good chance of getting one, I think, Swaney. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's I reckon, hard, to, uh, hard to keep up when it's so tight. Well, uh, you know, Manly will be wanting to watching their backs this next couple of weeks, won't they? Yeah, yeah. They've had a couple of good wins in a row. They will so, be. Yeah, they've it's got... interesting that the uh, the top four teams, the, the win-loss ratio is exactly the same, seven yeah. and three. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Hunter with those extra uh, uh, bonus points uh, mm. have just picked Manly uh, off, off top spot. So, uh, yeah. very, very tight. Yeah, I think Norse um, had a similar sort of start to the year, maybe with four or close to. But yeah, um, I, I think it was four actually. So no, I just checked it; it was three, and they played Manly around four and lost. So yeah. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's uh, no one's really putting together a, a, a crazy run, and and when you back up three or four wins, it's just just hard to stay up in this competition. So yeah, as you say, Swanee, you got to keep your Keep on keeping on. Um, let's go down to Foreshore Rugby Park where Ramick uh, have trounced South 38-15. to 15. Um, This was an exhibition in running rugby from the Wicks. Their outside backs had an absolute field day. Uh, ben Dowling, star of the show, Swain. Yeah, he, he just was the orchestrator, wasn't he? He mm. um, it really carved them up. And, and when, you've, when you've got guys like Chris Yasmin and... Um, you know, Kobe Milne and Moe on the outside. Jaden um, Jaden Blake really announced himself in this game, number thirteen. Yeah, yeah, he was good too. They, they good. really just their back five were mm. uh, were outstanding, weren't they? Um, you know, their centres and their and their back three um, and, and just carved up Souths. Um, yeah, Yasmin's yeah. he's fast, isn't he? he? Gets the ball and he can just. Oh. Um, burn you on the outside, but Dowling was, uh, yeah, the guy who was just, um, you know, toying with the the Rebels. Yeah, he certainly was. And, and you just look at the score sheet here. Uh, Kobe Milne uh, scored a couple of tries. Ollie Fox there. Jackson Moe scored uh, scored a nice one down, down down that left edge. So it it really was a uh, it really was a uh, a masterclass by. Uh, by Ramwick, they uh, but they certainly know how to do it. And uh, as you said, uh, Ben Ben Dowling uh, did some lovely stuff, some some really good uh, good sort of footwork, and he he does have gas, really, doesn't he? Yeah, he's um, no, he's a very very gifted player, and uh, yeah, as you say, I think Southern Districts maybe just afforded them uh, too much in those wide channels, and they absolutely carved them up. So. Really good win for Ramwick, um, which has them nicely positioned. And talking of strong clubs, I think they're nipping at Manly's heels uh, in the club champs and pushing towards that top four. So uh, certainly keeping touch. Um, Southern Districts, uh, it's still a you know they're uh, they've won three, lost seven. They are second last, but hopefully a season of learning uh, for Southern Districts. I see we send a tend to say that most weeks at the moment, don't we, Swaney? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know they're, they're going to need to start stringing some stuff together. They, they they're building, but yeah, and they've got some, they've got some individuals there who are really outstanding to watch. Yep. Um, but yeah, they just need to build. They just need to sort of string those those wins together, don't they? And um, 
and, and, and you know, or start winning games. Like that's really all that counts now for them. Yeah. One of those, one of the better players was their number 10, Will Thomas, who who picked up that intercept and uh, eventually got uh, got to the try line 80 metres away. But uh, the little legs were pumping away and, uh, you know, the, the wicks were... Were, were breathing hard down his neck, but he uh, but he got there in the end. He was uh, he was uh, running on the spot there for the last ten not ten meters or so. So uh, yeah, listen, there's there's some class in different areas of that Southern District side. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let, let's hope they can uh, put together a more uh, more complete performance in future weeks. Game at the Eric uh, Two Blues thirty eight Ringer twenty four. Uh, Close-ish on the scoreboard, but uh, really was a bit of a one-horse race. Two Blues, uh, too good. They had a really commanding lead uh, just into halftime, and um, Rats got a few consolation tries, including try of the week, an excellent counter-attacking try to Ben Maher. Um, was a, probably the only highlight uh, for the Rats from this one, Swaney. Yeah, that's right. It was a, it was a cracking try, wasn't it? But, it was. Um, but... I was just talking to Casho about this offline before. I think the two blues now we're really seeing substance to their game. Like they, they're problem solving. They're not just a momentum team anymore. They're a team that can grind you down and beat you. Yeah. Um, and and that that's great to see. Um, you know, and the, the Suez Sewer brothers uh, there in the halves are really, you know, they're really um, directing traffic and scoring points. More importantly, as well. Um, and then putting those exciting outside backs into some space. Yeah, it's a usual suspects, the Sui Sui um, connection, five of five, uh, Nadre Dre. But um, the forward pack's doing an excellent job. Uh, Paolo Waka, he's an excellent player, the uh, second rower for the uh, two blues there, uh, Casho. Oh, yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, big, big man. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the. It's it's probably an emphasis on uh, on getting the basics right that uh, that sort of brought them back into the picture because they they always had that certain amount of energy in and around their nine ten twelve and their outside backs didn't they but uh, you know they they didn't really have that consistency of ball and that's uh, that's what they're getting now through uh, one through to eight and it's uh, it's really sort of showing there's a the, as, as I said there's there's this uh, Energizer bunny sort of feel about them, particularly around nine and ten. You know, the the mm. Susu brothers just uh, keep bobbing up all the time, and they're, uh, they're they're making things happen. It looks looks fantastic. Yeah, the other end of the uh, spectrum is unfortunately the rats, who uh, at the moment, Swaney, got to be firming as uh, spoon favourites, don't they? Oh yeah, they're not looking good. Even even when you know you've got your Ben Mars and your Seb Wildman's who still plays good footy, you know, Tyson Davis. Yeah. Those guys are all they're trying their hearts out, you can see, but it's mm. just not clicking for them. And um, yeah, they I can't see where another W comes for them at the moment. No, it does appear like the club's focus has moved towards the Colts, Casho, and I think that's you know, I wouldn't say throw away the season, but <laughs> trying to get to the end maybe sooner than later unless they can really do something special. Yeah, it seems there has been a certain emphasis on uh, 
on making sure the Colts organisation is is very very sound. Uh, yeah. Josh Holmes is uh, is coaching there, and it's, it's got a good management group uh, down there from uh, from what I understand. And uh, I did know that they put ninety points on Norse, which was uh, uh, quite a, quite an effort down at Rat Park a couple of weeks back. So uh, yeah, they're, they're sort of like trucking along. So uh, you mm. know, uh, generally these sort of times you you bring up some of the better performers in cults and give them a taste about what uh, what senior football is about. So uh, mm. that's probably something that uh, that they should be looking at. Yeah, I dare say that might be a feature of the second half of the season. Um, we'll move on to the game at Concord, which you were watching intently, uh, the score on Fusport at Chatswood Oval there. Um, Northern Suburbs did come away uh, with a tight win against the Pirates, um, 29-21. Um, interesting game, this one. Uh, sort of was pretty tight throughout. West Harbour edged ahead. Um, impressively, though, West Harbour played this match for a good 50 minutes with 14 men, Swaney. Yeah, yeah. A, a brain explosion by all accounts um, from yeah. Damien Fleming, a, a red card and uh, from a for a headbutt and... Um, yeah, I mean, the Pirates led, you know, with a few minutes to play, really, um, you know, with a play down. Um, so, yeah. gee, they, gee they, they're gritty, this this West Harbour team. They don't let you score easy points. They're, they're still the um, – they've still conceded the least points in the competition, West Crazy. Harbour, yeah. despite being, um, you know, way down on the ladder there. So close losses to Gordon, Uni, Randwick, Eastwood, um, you know, this year, and this is another one that will be one that got away for them. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got a feel for them, but North, to their credit, you know, that intercept try um, uh, to to pretty much seal the game was a um, was the was the icing on the cake for for North, and they got away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's 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 uh, that's the case. It was uh, it was one of those. Uh, uh, banana skin games, really, wasn't it? And uh, they, they managed to navigate their way through it, which, uh, you know, those sort of points are absolute gold at the, at the back end of the season. But uh, yeah. Yeah, the ironic thing about um, uh, the uh, back rower, Damien Fleming, who was red card, it was that he, uh, he headbutted a Scotsman, Michael Scott. So uh, <laughs> you, you don't do that, do you? No. <laughs> yeah, some, uh, um, let's go pretty- kiss. There's some pretty heated games in the weekend. There's a lot of blues. Manly Gordon got into it, Uni and um, Eastwood got into it. Nice and Norse and um, the Pirates are going at each other. You saw when Cherrington scored, he was absolutely given a gobful to uh, the West Harbour uh, cover defence. It was Joshua Brown, but they were involved in a fisticuff a few phases earlier. So yeah. uh, I think that was maybe just uh, you know a lot of... A lot of blood boiling at the moment, Swain, in the shoot shield. It's, uh, it's getting a little bit edgy, isn't it? It is. It's that so, sort of those, those June, dark June days now. We're into those dark yep. days. And, yep. um, you know, again, it was the, the case at Concord. Mate, they nearly swept North, didn't they? They nearly won all four grades um, on the weekend. Fourth grade won their first game in four years for West Harbour. So congratulations to them. Oh, that's good news. Um yeah. But yeah, it was. It, it, it certainly is getting a little bit, a little bit spicy just to, um, across the board. I reckon in in all games. 
Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought uh, for West Harbour, uh, number two, Bertie Alcock did some good stuff. Uh, Fleming was uh, was good till he uh, till he butted something, but uh, <laughs> you can't say he was good when he got down <laughs> in the thirtieth minute. <laughs> You know, the, the, the number eight to Fugue did some good things. Dion Spice, uh, Virgo, as you know, is a, a very, very handy uh, yep. professional at uh, number nine. Hunter Hannaford at number 10 is doing some good stuff. And uh, Joshua Brown, the, the, the centre that, uh, that, yep. that scored that late try uh, to uh, to push uh, the Pirates ahead, uh, did some good stuff. So, uh, yeah, this the, the there's there's a lot to like. I think they're uh, they're probably out of uh, contention to make the finals at this stage. I think they're probably eleven points adrift. But there's there's plenty of time for that to uh, to happen. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's pretty spot on. Um, Zach Beer will be happy though. I think five points at uh, Concord, no matter how you do it. Uh, you'll take that all day, won't you, Swaney? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, points in the bank. Uh, don't don't have don't look backwards. Don't don't fill your divots. No, nah, exactly right. Final game of the round. Um, top of the table team Hunter Wildfires re- return from third place or second place back to first. Um, Hunter thirty one, Eastern Suburbs ten. Uh, pretty dominant from the Wildfires. Just strong in all the usual areas, and um, oh, they kick well with Winchester. They put the ball in front of the pack. Um, some really excellent performances. Um, Across the board here for the wildfires, Kesha. Yeah, Clayton Frans uh, opened things up. Andrew Tawala was uh, was significant as as you'd great expect. Great game, Tawala. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he yeah. laid on a lovely try in the corner there to that lock Morgan Ennis, who uh, who I, mean, I, I I think some people should should have a bit of a closer look at him. And uh, Connor Winchester was just there, um, you know, getting him down the right end of the. Uh, the field. Alex Poller did some uh, good stuff there to score a try at some stage, but uh, Scrum and Maul just continued to dominate. And this uh, this side that East brought to um, uh, Newcastle was, uh, you know, probably probably a, a bit down on uh, on personnel, uh, but uh, they they had a crack for for quite some time. But uh, in the end, it was uh, Ladies Day up there, and you got to win on Ladies Day, don't you? Yeah, I was really impressed with Tafuga, uh, the 12 for the wildfires. Thought he had an excellent game. Yes, Ladies' Day, it's uh, it's always the catalyst for a big win, isn't it, Swaney, on and off the pitch? Big time. Got to perform on Ladies' Day, and uh, they, they certainly did that. Um, yeah, Casho mentioned his name as well. Capola, I, I, I really rate him. He obviously was at Gordon last year, has moved up to the wildfires. Yeah. Started the season a bit injured. Yeah. Um, mm. But has come good, and he he really is a, a bright spark for them in that back line. Yeah, has a look back since his move. All right, um, oh, I'm not going to do power rankings, but um, it's too hard. It's oh honestly... mate, we said we were going to do them. No, that's all right. Let's do all that. Right, okay, me. let's just have a look at the table though. Um, are you prepared to write? Okay, okay. Let's look at the bottom four. So we've got West, East, South, and Ringer. West East seventeen, South fourteen, Ringer eleven. Are you prepared to write off West and East and South and Rats at this stage? For me, no. I, I'm, yep. I actually I wouldn't rule out West or East yet. Yeah, um, I, I think that's and the Rats are dead. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but West and East, East are going to get back probably half a dozen 
um, personnel for the back end of the season from both TARS and under-20s duty. Yep. Um, and those guys will definitely change the game for them. Yeah, I mean, West, two or three, go on. I was just going to say West are another team that they just – you don't get a cheap win against them these days. So um, if they can start turning some of these close losses into a couple of wins, then you can't write them off. Mm, I think they're going to have to punch very consistently and maybe a little bit above their weight, though, if considering they've probably not got much coming back. Well, if, if, if you're looking at it here, it's 11 points. So that's um, that's two and a half wins, really, isn't it? So uh, mm. it, it, they've got to catch up. So it's uh, it's a tough task. Not uh, Not impossible, though. All right. Two Blues I'm really impressed with. I think they're a legitimately good side. They've... Um, only won the four games, but they've been in a god nearly all of them. Um, university is the big question mark. Are they going to start to rumble home? And you know what players they're going to get? Are they going to get a Harry Johnson Holmes? Are they get to get a Jake Gordon, or is it you know maybe a Swinton? So that's probably the big unknown. Then obviously other players on top of that, probably more squad Boratar players will come back in. Eastwood always there or thereabouts. Ramick looking good stead. And the top four at the moment, Hunter, Manley, Norse, and Gordon. Um, any uh, observations there, Casho, from your perspective now we're coming into the second half of the season after the bye? Well, I think uh, I, I think it's going to be important to finish in that in that top two area, really, isn't it? So that's yeah. uh, that's the race for pretty much the top six or eight teams there, isn't it, to, yeah. uh, to yep. get yourself right up there for uh, – that uh, that second bite of the cherry, which which, which I think is the way it uh, unfolds at finals time. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's top four teams, seven and three. So it's uh, it's tight as as they say. Have we seen a finals format yet? Probably. I'm 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 of uh, the understanding that it's the same as last year. So no, because it was top eight last year, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's top six. So this it's top year. six. So what it's going to do is probably what it did previously, which will be one v six, two v five, three v four. Would you reckon, Swain? Yeah, and then and then if one first seed happened to lose, you know, yeah, second seed highest, could get knocked out. Yeah, losers go win, through. The highest loser goes through. Yeah which is a funny system, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's no, good. All I right. like it. Lots to consider. Well, we've got a week off next week, um, so I'm sure all the clubs, players, coaches, volunteers are looking forward to that. I hope everyone gets a nice, well-earned break. And, uh, gentlemen, have you got much on apart from watching some uh, Super Rugby this weekend? Casha? <laughs> well, for, for, for me, it's uh, watching, watching Super Rugby and uh, – uh, pushing out another uh, digital match program for uh, for Sansa, so uh, comes out on Thursday afternoon. So um, yeah, get your hands on it. Now, Kasha, when's your big um, party? Because you're you've been growing a bit of facial growth for uh, a certain character, and you asked me who I, who you might be growing it for, and I said <laughs> Colonel Sanders, and you said Logan Roy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, sorry, sorry about that one, but it was very white, Swaney. You have to, you have to <laughs> He looked pretty good. He looked like a colonel. Well, some people might ask about whether the curtains go with the uh, with the drapes or the, uh, <laughs> the carpet. But anyway, that's uh, that's uh, that's not for you blokes to know at this particular stage. But uh, oh, no, listen, a couple of weeks lead in. It's um, 
it's my son's 40th birthday, so it's um, your uh, your go as you uh, what you're watching on TV at the moment. And uh, being a former News Limited employee, absolutely obsessed with uh, succession. And uh, uh, my good wife is going as uh, Shiv, the daughter of Logan Roy. There you go. I look forward to seeing the uh, pictures of that one. And Swaney, getting up to anything as exotic as uh, cash show in the next few weeks, mate? Oh no, I'll be I'll be just um, producing Super Rugby over the next couple of weeks. So, um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I hope that I hope that we uh, are still talking about Aussie teams being alive next week. Um, that's that's what I, that's my hope for the next uh, few days. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Anyway, one, thank you. One maybe two would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe really could could the Reds do the unthinkable and beat the Chiefs in New Zealand again? Twice, can lightning strike twice? Interesting. Oh God, I, it would be amazing, but um, let's hope so. Anyway, gentlemen, thank you once again. I'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Look forward to chatting then. Thanks, boys.